Same. Dude. Same. Dude. Same. Dude. Same. Dude. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back to... (laughs) Welcome back to Same Dude. This is Jen. And Jackie. And now that 60% of our listening base has left, (laughs) we'd like to welcome you to our latest episode. Oh my God, guys. It's so nice to be hanging with you all again. Yeah, it really is. Thanks for listening, as always. So, Jackie, I just have to tell you the story I've been saving all week to tell you on this podcast. Oh my gosh. I had something truly horrifying happening to me this week. (laughs) Which was, I was at yoga, and during the very first down dog of class, there was a spider on my mat. (gasps) That that spider was not welcome. No, not invited. Was that like some yogic test? Oh. Oh. Coexistence? Wow. Actually, I didn't think about that. Instead, I proceeded to like take my block and like try to get it. No, you killed it? I didn't. No, I didn't. And I like... It didn't want to leave my mat. <laughs> like, it was determined to stay. Um, and every, I had to, like, I was, like, running around and everyone else, no one else was moving or acknowledging that I was, like, going <laughs> through something. Um, anyway, so then for the rest of the practice, I proceeded to always think there was a spider on me. So it was frightening. That sounds um, but I horrible. Guess, like, but you know that now that you put it that way, maybe it was a test and I've grown and come out better on the other side from it. Yeah. It definitely sounds like you have come out better on the other side from it. <laughs> Wow, I'm sorry you had that horrifying experience. Yeah, thank you so much. How was your week? My week has been going pretty well. The week kind of flew by for me. And there's nothing... I didn't really do anything. I made a pancake this morning, which is just kind of my thing at this point, pancakes. I don't know how I got to this point because I never used to really love pancakes, but here I am eating pancakes, like craving pancakes. So You're a pancake girl. I am reluctant to identify as one, but yes, I think I am. <laughs> First of all, I want to give a shout out to everyone who reached out to us after our skincare episode to talk to us about their acne. I had so many people of all ages, like I'm talking people in their like 40s that I'd heard the yes. podcast that were, that were telling me about their struggles with adult acne. And I was so so happy to hear it because I truly felt like I was the only one like I know you too but like I just felt like it was just like us out here struggling um yeah so I know yeah I had people that I work with that really surprised me and said hey same dude I mean they didn't actually say that but eventually people (laughs) will be saying that because we're really trying to enforce that here (laughs) I think what I really learned from all of it is that adult acne like there's really no such thing as teenage acne and adult acne it's just like acne you'll have it for the rest of your life uh my mother-in-law told me she didn't get acne until she was 50 which is wow yeah so now we all have that to look forward to anyway um we're all we're all in this together guys we really are how cool and that's what this pod's all about and so in that vein today we wanted to discuss overthinking and I have to say, this has been very relevant. I guess one thing that did happen to me is so this week, I I reactivated my Facebook. I'm famously not a Facebook person, and I reactivated so that Jen and I could join all these podcast groups because it's really super helpful. 
And Facebook is really helpful for that reason. And then I, a couple I of things like came to the hard, surface. It's hard for you to stay out of Facebook drama, which I've We were talking on the phone problem. and I it went from us asking a question about the podcast to me 10 years back in my photo archives <laughs> and in videos and freaking out because that's a lot of content to maintain. 10 years of content? I mean... And it's things I'm not putting out. It's things I'm tagged in. And it's just like so much effort that I I just can't be bothered with it. So, so you're, you are overthinking your Facebook. Presence. I have been. I am overthinking my social media presence. I think. Yeah. I I'm think we all do. I spend so much time trying to think of Instagram captions. And the vast majority of my Instagram captions are like one emoji or just nothing at all. But right. I'll- well, I was looking that up actually when I was doing research for this episode is that that's a main thing. Everybody says, don't overthink your social media content. Yeah. Good one. Don't tell me that. Like, Right. Oh, okay, cool. So I will be overthinking. And Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Take a photo like in the Instagram camera and then upload it directly? Like, and just what? Like, right. just write a caption on the fly in like 30 seconds and post it? Yeah. Good one. Show me a person who can do that. Yeah. I don't think we'll be doing that. I think that it's just crazy the power of thought. And we think about things so much. And I mean, certain people don't overthink. Certain people do. I think Jen and I both are people who overthink things. And thoughts can change your life. I mean, this podcast was a thought. We overthought this podcast overthought for so long podcast. that it it delayed our starting the podcast. Wait, let's go. Let's go back and forth. Uh, tell me something that you overthink on the regular. Um, I overthink. I always think that I have some type of disease. <gasps> you do. <laughs> I always do. I will like get a zit on my face somewhere. And I'll look up what is it in that place means. And then it'll lead to me having like some rare blood disease, which I don't. I mean. You thought you thought you had lung cancer recently and you're not even a smoker. Right. Yeah. It's, it's pretty out of control. And, you know, I'm really working on it. <laughs> so one of the number one things I overthink, which is very trivial, trivial, I know. But whenever I go to a nail salon to get my nails done, I am overwhelmed and debilitated oh, by the, the color choices. <laughs> have you been rushed to pick a color? Yes, oh. I have been rushed and I have like fumed over it for days because I regret it instantly and I've never I've never earned enough money to like actually afford regular manicures so it really is a treat <laughs> and I feel I like agree. I agree. And I just never have enough time to pick out a color and I oh my god. No, I'll just freeze in front of the bottles and I'm just like I can't I can't handle it. Yeah, I feel the same way about overthinking what I'm going to do with my hair next. So I had, up until now, I had really, really long hair. And I have had really long hair for a really long time. And I got really bored with it. But the same thing, it's like, this is such a big financial investment, especially in a city. It's like hundreds of dollars, especially if you have long hair for a color or, you know, a cut even is like $100 there. And then to have really thick long hair, it's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So I'll just literally for years think about it. And I recently cut my hair short and I've been content. And now I need a new color. And here we go again. I'm overthinking every day. I think, do I want yellow, bright yellow hair or do I want to go natural? And that's not an easy decision to make. Picking a restaurant when you're with people and they're like, let's just go get dinner. Like, where do you want to go? I don't care. 
And then it's like, okay, sure, but like what kind of food do we want? What's the scene we want? Like how many reviews does it – like positive reviews does it have? Has it been featured? Like, Right. What are we in the mood on, for? On Eater. Is it on an Eater heat map? Is it not? Then like I don't know if I want to go there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there are so many things that at least the two of us are overthinking here, which seem very small, but I think that something to point out is that overthinking already has such a negative connotation, but I'm wondering, can overthinking be positive? Because I do think that going back to us overthinking, for instance, this podcast, which laid our start, I think that our ideas then versus now, I think we've really formed such a a great solid podcast. I'm just saying, I think that we have a fabulous podcast and I think that it, it was to our benefit to think really critically about it. But then there is again, that flip side that it did delay our start. So that's just something interesting to think about. I think so to think about, because we'll keep thinking about it (laughs) because we're thinking a lot. So much thinking. I am in the camp that overthinking is just negative. Um, So I, too, did a little research, and I found this study from UC um, Santa Barbara. Yes, me too. Did you read this, too? Okay, so basically what they did is that they disrupted the functions in the part of the brain that controls um, explicit memory, so where you can actively recall your history and reflect on it and then use that to inform your choices. And when they disrupted it so it wasn't able to function as well, people performed better and made more accurate decisions because they weren't caught up like overthinking about like the consequences right. based on their previous experiences which I thought was really interesting because I often find myself like like frozen by my like overthinking like I just think right. through all the different options of things that could happen like I so I work in um I work in like a lot of I do a lot of social media for my clients and every time I'm typing a post for them I am so afraid of a typo that I will read it like five or six times over and over again and I'm just like, right I do that I'm with just, emails yeah yes and then I'm just like I'm really not being productive and then it's like an hour later hour. yes and it's like you're and it's stressful time. yeah it's stressful yeah because fundamentally like both of us and I'm sure all of you listening are like very competent people who can definitely spell words correctly and know <laughs> the difference between there there and there but for some reason before you hit send it's just like I And then you go sure. and check your sent box at, yes. immediately after? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that we can like really overthink ourselves to failure. I think especially um, another thing I overthink a lot is social situations. I think that's very common, social interactions. Yes. Um, and and that I think can it really doesn't serve us. I think it just like reinforces anxiety. I agree. And, and I also think too that there's more than just our personal experiences at play here, that we, we do have such an inundation of content from TV. I think even like the Real Housewives, it presents to us different, these like really dramatic situations that we would not, the, the average person, at least you and I, I don't think would be part of these kinds of situations. But that introduces when you're overthinking something, another scenario that you're playing out. That's a really good point. That's yeah. because it's like when, when you have, like I was talking to a friend last night and she told me like a really minor social interaction with a neighbor where her neighbor like rolled her eyes, but she thought about it yes. for hours afterwards because in your mind you like think through all of like what could they be thinking, what could they be saying about me Right. And this whole like dramatic spiral. But in reality, like those people aren't thinking about you at all. Like that is over. They've moved on. Everyone's focusing on themselves. Exactly. 
Yeah, I saw something online that was like, yeah, I guess not to be mean, but nobody is thinking about you. Yes. Like that. And that is... That's actually so impactful. Advice. I know. And it's so true. You're the only one who's going to be thinking about it like that. Um, but I thought that that was, was kind of interesting. Overthinking can be defined as... This is one definition that I found from an article that's called Overthinking is Killing You. Science confirms you need to get out of your head. I don't know if you've read that, Jen. No, I haven't. So it defines overthinking as heavily weighing every single option before making a move, focusing on minute details of a situation and ignoring the big picture, which I think we should talk about, and choking under pressure when doing something we already know we're good at. And I think ignoring the big picture is interesting because I don't feel like I relate to that. I think that when I overthink things, I that's why I'm overthinking them is because I'm thinking about how they're going to contribute to the bigger picture. I don't know. I feel like I lose sight of it entirely and I'm just like down in the weeds. Like when right. I, like I always, I always over, I overthink a lot of things. I overthink um, my like family interactions a lot and I like something awkward will happen like with my, someone in my family and then I'll f- just like over play it over and over again in my head. And it's like, I've totally lose sight of I don't know, like the bigger picture, which is like, oh, it's great that I have a positive relationship with this person and they're in my life in the first place. Right. But I, I forget that because I get hung up on just like a small interaction. I don't know why those little th- moments have so much power over us. I know. And I, I think I overthink a lot of the time because I want to inhibit wrongdoing. Like I want to make sure that I am mostly what I ever think about is not being rude. And I'm always worried that something that I did was rude. And I get really caught up again with social interactions sometimes. Like, was that rude of me? But I think that it's just so meta, but it's, it's something about for me, I think trusting the creative process and like trusting the process because you have to really trust yourself I mean, daily with your decisions, you have to trust them. And I find it it hard in the creative process to trust the process sometimes because I'm always looking for that perfect end result. But I think that that weighs into my overthinking because then I'm like, and what I do is what I'm doing right now, what I want to be doing, like the most polished thing that I'm doing, if that makes sense. No, it absolutely makes sense. Um, And I think kind of going to your point is that you do have to trust yourself to know that like you are a good person and you are a kind person. And if you really say something like totally out of line and outrageous, you'll be aware of it. But chances are you didn't because you don't treat people that way. Right. You really just have to like, and I, the older I get, the easier it is to accept this about myself, but it's like, I am not a bad person out here in the world, just like hurting people with abandon. Like I'm sure I've done things that are insensitive and that I need to like own up to, but for the the most part, it's like, we're okay. Like we're okay in the world (laughs) and we don't need to like pun. It's kind of like punishing yourself a little bit. Like why aren't we just okay with who we are and the choices we make and why do we have to overanalyze and like hold ourselves to this impossible standard of perfection? I completely agree. I think it's thinking about generationally how overthinking goes. I wanted to find some stats. I don't know if you found anything, but I was curious about how our generation, I guess millennials, overthink things as opposed to previous generations, especially because I do think social media and the internet in just its exposure to different things and to other people and you're representing yourself online too. And so that's another 
personality that you have to be responsible for is not only yourself in person, but yourself online on the various different platforms, us with this podcast. I mean, we're putting our voices out there. We want to be, you know, respectful, inclusive, all the things. And it's just a lot to manage. And I was talking to my Uber driver the other day and he was like, yeah, I'm a school teacher. And this girl just quit sports. Like he, he, I don't know. He taught, taught, I don't know, coached. I keep wanting to say taught soccer, but that's just revealing how unathletic (laughs) I am. And he said, yeah, it seemed like she was just so preoccupied because she was just, you know, the girls are all in fights on Snapchat. She's like 10 and Instagram and she just quit soccer. And I just thought about what kinds of things are kids overthinking that maybe we weren't or maybe we were. No, you're, I uh, completely agree with this because we just have so much more to consider. And we also, I mean, part of it's positive that we have exposure to so many different points of view and like ways of life. And because of that, we're like, just have way, we know we have so many more choices to choose from. I think this kind of goes to both of our like career experiences as well, because we are, we know that there are endless opportunities out there and endless things that are interesting to us. Um, and that makes it hard to feel content and comfortable and trust that what you're doing right now is enough and like a good decision because you can easily, Completely. I don't know, see someone else online or on Instagram who has a career that seems, you know, more interesting or cooler or right. whatever. Right. And overthinking aside, the internet is such a valuable tool. I just think that in terms of thinking about overthinking that the internet definitely plays a huge role. At least for me, I think it does because I, that's one of the things that I overthink about as someone I I'm on Instagram, but I, as I said earlier, just got back on Facebook and that introduced just a whole other set of things to manage for me that I am overwhelmed with and honestly have not stopped thinking about. And it really isn't that serious. Interesting. It's like you kind of have to like cut stuff out of your life then if you can't. Yeah. Well, it's just like I personally, I think overthinking and being present are related. And Mm. so if I'm overthinking something that's not happening right now for me, like Facebook, if I'm sitting here overthinking Facebook, I'm not being present with myself. I'm not enjoying whatever I'm doing as much as I could be. And especially thinking about creativity and like, you know, either coming up with things for the podcast or drawing or whatever I want to be doing that. I don't know. For me, I need a certain kind of free mind. I have, okay. I have a point to this, something that I read when I was researching for this. And that's that, um, basically overthinking is something that sets in and like when you're a teenager and into adulthood, but as a child, you you don't have that because you're just overwhelmed with this creativity and you're just learning everything for the first right. time. I was reading that too. Were, and then eventually you hit this tipping point where it's like you have this bank of experiences that you can now pull from and that is what contributes to us getting so hung up before we make decisions or overthinking interactions in our life and that kind of thing. And that made me think about my own experience because as a kid, it's like I... I used to just like tell stories to myself endlessly, like out loud too. Just like I had no, I was just like with abandon, like pure creativity, like just exploring whatever I wanted to. And then I remember a point in my adolescence where that stopped. And then all of a sudden I was thinking about like what my friend said to me at school for hours. Right. Instead of just like whatever 
that freeness that I had before. Something that I'm seeing here is that overthinking is often in relation to other people. And when we're overthinking something, at least the examples you and I have both given, outside influences have been a factor in our overthinking. Because I think as a child, if you're you know, if you're doing one thing and telling stories, there's a point where that's socially unacceptable. And someone has probably been like, okay, you can't do this. You can't just tell stories out loud. Like we're, I don't know. Well, I think we're so, we're like social animals and we all want to make sure that we're like functioning appropriately in this society. And so we like police ourselves by overthinking everything. 100%. That's what I want to move away from it as because like I just want to be – I want to feel more secure and that what I'm doing and what I'm saying is what I honestly feel. And like maybe if that's – someone doesn't necessarily agree with that, it's okay that I said that. Like part of overthinking too I think is that giving – it gives other people too much power. You're saying like if someone doesn't like this, it's because they're right and I'm wrong and I need to think through. And that's not the – I mean most of the time it's not the case. If you're like an asshole, it's – Yeah. (laughs) Overthink that. But (laughs) Yeah, maybe you'll want to think about that for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) But for the vast majority of people, it's like you're okay and you need to give yourself that – I don't know, that allowance to be who you are. Yeah. And and I totally think that it has to do too. There are many different sides to every situation and that's okay. There doesn't have to be one right side. And I think you can weigh, you know, all, all of the options and all of the effects of maybe doing something, saying something, but you don't need to pick one that you're content with. I think like to have that kind of multiple perspectives is okay to have and you don't have to always be trying to fit yourself into having one really clear and polished thought, you know, or whatever it is. I I think for me, that's something that I try to be mindful of. Yeah. Dude, life's just like messy and you're going to, you know, right. You're going to grow through that. I don't know. And I was talking about, uh, I need like kind of a free or more, it's a relaxed mind to be creative, but I also think overthinking makes you creative. There's so many different thoughts. I want to tell you something and I want you to hear this. Okay. I think that you, I think you overthink your art and that's Definitely. Yeah. I throw everything away. You're so talented and even the things like so nice. You Thank really you. are. And I, I'm not even just saying that because, like, you're, like, one of my best friends and, like, I love you. But, like, I honestly think so many people would agree in that you should show your art to the world. I don't oh know. Oh, my I gosh. Just, Thank you so much. That's so nice yeah. of you. And you should, like, you should call yourself an artist. And you should. Wow. You can take up that space. Like, you're entitled to that. You don't have to wait until someone else, like, gives you that. Like, you, you're already doing it. Thank you so much. I have been... Thinking about this a lot, and it is that it is something about the creative process, like I mentioned before, where I I need to just be more relaxed and explore because that is the fun of it, and that is like what will help me find my space and my my desired output, and I won't have my desired output the first time I do something, and I think that that's hard because it. It sucks sometimes when you make something and you're like, I hate this. This didn't go the way I wanted it to go. But you just really have to be consistent and persistent. Also, I think that there's 
I don't know. In my like creative process, like when I'm making arrangements, I don't know. I just typically floral I arrangements. Make, she's referring floor, to. I'm sorry. Yes, I, I do. I make floral arrangements. Um, and I make like I make like I don't know. I make floral arrangements. But mm-hmm. the first thing that you do that you just kind of organically comes to you is typically actually really good. It's when you yeah. overthink it and you step back and then you're like. I don't know, you introduce all these other perspectives, um, probably from your explicit memory, and then you get tripped up over yourself, and then you make, you know, you keep adding and subtracting, and then you find yourself, like, pretty far away from that original, I don't know, kind of organic creative expression. Right. Yeah, because you're, if you're thinking of doing something that's too intentional, it, it doesn't come off the same. Yes. Yeah, it's because you overthought it, and overthinking leads to failure. That's the lesson. That's and it my comes lesson back of today. Yeah, it does. And I would say overthinking is something that we need to be conscious of, but not too conscious, because <laughs> then it'll lead to more overthinking. But you just really need to like trust yourself, trust your process, and know that you're making the right decisions, even if it's the, a decision someone else wouldn't make for themselves. Yes, absolutely. you can't compare. All right. Well, have we thought through thinking enough? I mean, have we thought through thinking enough? <laughs> Will I we ever? About this endlessly. I'm still thinking. I think so. I think that our takeaways are trust yourself, trust your process. and Oh, my God. And just, like, forgive yourself, too. That's something that yes. so many people in my life, myself included, just, like, don't do enough of. Well, and I think that's the lens to the whole cancel culture of it all these days. It's, like, really people are unforgiving. And I'm not speaking to certain situations like R. Kelly, listen, uh, he's canceled Wait, okay. for me. Let's talk about cancel culture in another episode. Yeah, we're going to get into that and in that we have a whole episode planned. I just think that going back to the internet, going back to being forgiving, people can be unforgiving, but I think that it's it's our responsibility to be forgiving to others. And I think that's something we really want to do here is have like open conversations and talk about personal growth is okay to have (laughs) so there's one thing kind of off topic but I guess we can relate to this that I want to say before we move on to like our final segment but I uh spent the past like two weeks traveling and like seeing a ton of family and friends and there was just one thing that like came to mind that I realized and that's that every single person I encounter every single family has this is totally off topic, but has someone that is like struggling with like mental health or addiction issues. And it just was became like myself included, like my same, my family as well. And it's just was so clear to me that everyone is dealing with this, but everyone thinks that they're kind of alone in it. Right. Anyway. So all I wanted to say is if that's your experience, that if either yourself or like someone that you love is going through something challenging or difficult, like same dude everyone around you is saying same dude if they're not just saying it out to out loud too explicitly like so many people are in this situation and I don't know that's one of the things I want to do with this podcast is help other people feel a little bit more connected to one another and not quite so lonely totally that's something I think we both want to do and I just wanted to say that there's a really great song off of Chaotic Couture's new album I know that this is I mean we talk about Chaotic Couture all the time but that's because they are so fucking amazing and their new album came out may 10th uh and good enough is the song i'm i'm thinking of and it's about finding yourself will i ever be good enough i just think it it really ties into this overthinking episode very well so definitely go listen to that i think it might resonate with with a lot of you yeah listen to their new album uh we'll do another 
more in-depth podcast one day about mental health and coping with right. family members and struggling and all that kind of stuff. Um, and if you have stories that you want to share, definitely send them to us on Instagram at same dude pod or on via email at same dude pod at gmail.com. Right. But yeah. So like I said, I was traveling, um, Jackie and, and I went home and I was staying at my parents' house and I just had, I have some grievances I need to air. <laughs> Here we go. So are we moving into our next segment? I'd say. Does Jen have an open letter? I have a letter. I've taken, I've taken the time to to type up. Um, I can't wait. (laughs) So this is a a letter to my, my parents, um, golden retriever puppy. Dear Cooper, I'm writing today to express my grievances with your behavior during my stay in Muncie, Indiana, the week of April 29th. During our initial meeting in December, Cooper, of the previous year, I found you to be cordial, friendly, and generally a good boy, but I'm disappointed to say that after our recent time together, I can no longer uh, proclaim such high praise. (laughs) I was willing to overlook your jumping and rambunctious energy, seeing as, you know, you're all of eight months old, but when you first barged into my room at 7 a.m. and awoke me from my sleep by jumping on my head, uh, I excused it merely as a manifestation of your ignorance of the sleep needs of adult humans. And, you know, I thought to myself, what a scamp. However, when you repeated this twice the following morning, uh, my patience weren't then. When I settled down to relax in the evening after a long day of earning a living um, and you refused <laughs> to give me my space, uh, <laughs> I was quite frustrated with you because you don't really, I don't think you've ever held a job. I don't think you've ever paid anything for yourself on behalf of yourself. So you don't understand that I need to relax after a long, hard day at work. Anyway, that aside, you showed a complete disregard for the cleanliness of my clothing. Um, You jumped all over me as I was about to head out to a dinner. You got slobber all over my jeans and, and got dirt all over my shirt. Uh, you destroyed the dignity of my beloved pajama set, which was a cherished <gasps> gift from my husband. Yeah, he chewed the drawstring no. to bits. I'm very salty about it. But look, this lack of care for my clothing should come as no surprise, as what you consider to be an appropriate outfit consists of nothing more than a collar and a tag that announces mm. your immunity to rabies. The <laughs> final straw. The final straw, Cooper, came as when I prepared to leave at the end of the week and you watched me with wide eyes and a wagging tail. I even started to think, you know, maybe he's not that bad. But then my mom came into the house holding a white sock that had been dirtied, caked in mud, and was now black. That sock was my favorite sock (gasps) that I had lovingly tucked into my boots and put atop a trunk in my bedroom for my impending day of travel because I specifically wanted to wear my favorite socks. You must have then sniffed them out, assessed their importance to me, and then executed your plan to sneak them out into the yard and destroy them. I can only assume this was done to send me a message and to assert yourself as part in the pun, but top dog. So listen, Cooper, I don't know where our relationship can go from here, but I implore you to come to terms with your bad behavior, sit with your feelings that that you have disappointed me, and stay away from repeating these deplorable deeds. Wow. Signed, Jen Watkins Blasiak. Wow. I'm so sorry that you had to be faced with a puppy for so long. That must have been really yeah. hard. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, I was terrorized by a golden retriever puppy for the past week. And, and that's something um, people don't really talk about. People don't really talk about yeah. the bad that golden retriever puppies are doing. Actually, I take it back. I don't want to talk about mental illness or feeling connected. I want to talk about puppies. Yeah. <laughs> the real terrorist of this country. Expose them. Puppies exposed. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for hearing me, guys. Um, oh, geez. 
well. I, on, I'm stressed after hearing that, honestly. Should I do an open letter? Should we both do open letters? I can cut do you have? Out. Do you, I'm sorry. Do you have an open letter to share? I do, but I didn't know if we wanted to do two in one app or if we wanted to just do one. Wow, Jackie. We have some it. time. That's why I'm make yourself asked. Make yourself heard. And that's what's important is that we need to speak up and advocate for ourselves and make ourselves heard and read our open letters. We need to speak out against puppies and other people who have wronged us. Exactly. Well, I guess, okay, my open letter is just a brief, a brief little note to people who think that breakfast foods are only for breakfast and that lunch foods are only for lunch and that dinner food is only for dinner. Because I am very comfortable eating a piece of pizza at, you know, 9 a.m. And I don't need people to be gawking at my plate. I don't need people to say it's a little too early for that. Because who decided? You know, who really decided? Food is food. Food is fuel. And listen, it. Do you, why do you care what I'm eating so much? Just why? So let me have whatever I want in the morning. You know, I get to, I get to work sometimes. 9 o'clock rolls around. I'm hungry again. I mean, 8 a.m. is when I get in. 9.30, I try to make it to like at least 11 and I'm eating a hearty lunch. And then maybe, listen, maybe you want pancakes for dinner. And I know that Brenner is like really popular and hip, but also I don't need Brenner's permission to have <laughs> breakfast at dinner. So I just want everybody to know here who decides that they want to police what my, what I'm eating at what time of the day that I don't need that from them and I'll eat whatever I want at any time of the day, including I'll have ice cream for a whole meal if I want, because I can, because I'm an adult. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Uh, thank you for saying that. Um, I frequently will just eat like last night's leftovers for breakfast. Does um, anybody ever tell you like, wow, early for that? Uh, no, I'm glad they haven't. I'm glad no one's came for me in my food choices <sighs> like that. Yeah. It's something I had to get I'm off sorry. my chest. I'm glad you did. I'm sorry that that happened to you. That's okay. I mean, we'll just we'll just grow from it. And now we'll everybody knows. Wow. Now everyone knows. Don't judge other people's food choices. Stay away from puppies. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink, guys. Yeah. Unless you're overthinking what review you're going to leave us. <laughs> yeah, we would love for you to do a really nice uh, review for us. Please review, download, subscribe. It really is helpful to us because we need those stats, you know? Yeah, guys, we're all about the analytics. Plus, if you leave a helpful review and then you DM us on Instagram or you send us an email at samejudepod at gmail.com, um, we may have a special surprise for you. Yes. So just just try it out. Give it a try. Let us know if um, if you're leaving a review and you know us personally. Feel free to text us too. But I'm not giving anybody else our numbers. So if, if you do know us, you can text us. That might be easier. But anyway, email us, samedudepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Insty. Definitely check out our Lisa Rinna with hair series we're doing. What is the hashtag to that? <laughs> it's Lisa Rinna with different hair. There's no context <laughs> to it. But if you have an, if you want to see Lisa Rinna with like a different do, just like DM us and we'll make it up just for you. And I guess we should say, I, how did this come to be, this Lisa Rinna with different hair? Do we, do we need to describe that? You, 
I mean, truly no, you had this idea like a couple years ago and I thought, wow. <laughs> and Jen has really been gold. making it happen. I just was like, we need to have a whole Instagram for this. And then now we're doing it on the pod. And I think that Lisa Rinna is hilarious. And we're, I do want to say to the haters of Lisa Rinna out there, because we oh have God. received some hate. This is a space for positivity. And as we said, we're about personal growth. We're not trying to drag Lisa Rinna or her hair. We love her hair the way it is, but we just think this is kind of fun. And like all the different personalities that Rinna can embody with this new hair is just something fun to explore. So keep it positive. I mean, as Rinna said herself, she's just a bitch with big lips and iconic hair. Or is she an asshole with big lips and iconic hair? Isn't that what she said? Oh, is that what she said? That's okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) God, now I'm going to overthink She could be both. We don't have to overthink it. She could be both. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you so much.